Hello, Paramore and beyond. This is Knowledge for Living Podcast, where we provide guidance for a better tomorrow. We hope you enjoy this show and all other episodes. Today, we talk with Imam Hatim Hamidullah, our co-founder of Knowledge for Living, about our Boys to Men program and what mentorship encompasses. We can't wait to connect with you soon in person at our beautiful space in the heart of Paramore or online on any of our social media at Knowledge for Living. Have a beautiful day and happy listening. All right. Hello, everyone in Paramore and beyond. This is the Knowledge for Living podcast. It's me, Christina, and I'm here with one of the founders and um, one of the co-program directors of Knowledge for Living. Um, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, I'm, I'm very happy to be here with you guys. My name is Imam Hatim, Hatim Hamidullah. And uh, as you mentioned, I am one of the co-founders for Knowledge for Living. Um, and what do you do here exactly? I do a number of things. I wear maybe three hats. One is I'm a co-director uh, of activities here with uh, Amina. Um, and also I do certain classes uh, that uh, help to enhance the knowledge level of uh members of the community, but more specifically, the youth in our community. Um, with, speaking on that, what else do you do in, just in the community? Like, who are you? What is your, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, well, I'm one of the imams. Imam is another term for, you know, minister, so to speak, uh, in at the mosque there on Terry and Central, so we we're working. We've been working in this uh, downtown area for about 19 years now. Um, mm-hmm. I'm like a minister, imam, community leader. You know, I do things like marriages, divorces, uh, counseling, mm-hmm. all of these different things. Um, yeah, like that. That's what we do. That's what I do. That's another hat that I wear on the other side over there. Yes. And what, um, within Knowledge for Living, I know that you <coughs> teach specific classes. What are those classes? Yeah, so one of the main sessions that I have uh, is with uh, young men mm-hmm. in our community. Um, we call it Boys to Men. And um, we help them uh, you know, move from their teenage life to young adolescent, you know, upper, upper manhood. And uh, a lot of times our community <clears throat> members, young boys and girls, but here we're focusing on the boys, uh, kind of miss that uh, leadership example in the neighborhood because we have different types of leaders in, our, in this particular neighborhood mm-hmm. that they can't really take notes from. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wouldn't have a good, good outcome in most cases. <clears throat> Did you choose to do that or was that something that the board kind of came up with, that specific class? This kind of work, I've been doing this kind of work for a very, very, for many, many moons, I'll put it like that. Mm-hmm. And we did this in uh, Dallas, Oklahoma, oh, wow. Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, with different age groupings. But the, the, the sweet spot, so to speak, for addressing young boys is between 9 and 16 for us, maybe 9 to 17, because this is when they're more... <clears throat> susceptible to certain uh, community influences, things that's going on in the community, and they don't have anything to give them any structure. 
So, uh, you know, there was a group out way back in the day called uh, Boys to Men, as mm-hmm. you may, may remember. Yes, I do. And that. so those boys now are men with <laughs> beards and all of that. But the concept that I wanted to <clears throat> tie in on was and is that young boys need a certain uh, environment so that they can flex, they can be Mm -hmm. themselves at the same time, but they can evolve as a young man in the community. And I think that that's that's a vital area where we we need uh, to really focus on, you know. So you said that you did this um, in Texas and other places. was this through KFL or something else that you this, were doing? This is something that actually for us, because KFL and Meshiel Hawk, uh, Meshiel Hawk is the Islamic community, uh, what we call the Ummah in the downtown area and here in downtown Orlando. These types of communities exist all over the United States of America, as a matter mm. of fact. So I am kind of like a... Um, an individual that looks into community life kind of like a troubleshooter, you know, mm. to, to mm. recognize the areas that really need attention and then zero in on that area and try to build a, a, a structure for it so that something real can happen. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you, you be in a situation, you get in it, and then you do what you thought you needed to do in it, and then you leave it. You don't just, you know, try to make it last forever. Yeah, yeah. Right. And... You were saying that there was a specific age. It was though at nine through sixteen. Nine through sixteen. Is this 17. from your personal research? This is no. It's not from surveying or researching, or just my hands-on interaction with community life mm-hmm. and how, the, you know, the, the goings-on in uh, family life, the goings-on in community, in the community. This is a vulnerable age, eight, nine, seven, eight, nine, um, where the boys sometimes they. They're able to leave home. Can I go, mom? Can I go to the store? Mm, so mm-hmm. while they're on their way to the store, something happens, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they don't know mentally how to deal with it because they never encountered that kind of situation before. So in this case, we equip young boys with the type of language, the comeback language, mm-hmm. other than just the parents alone. So we're the community parent that's uh, helping the home parent to you know make that. Trans- help that young boy or group of boys make that transition. Do you find that that is needed often? Oh, no, it's needed. Yeah, it's needed. It's needed because uh, reluctantly, I can reluctantly say mm-hmm. that sometimes boys sometimes don't even get that attention at home. Mm-hmm. You know, it's unfortunate, but that's what happens, you know. Um, but I'm sure parents that really want the best for their children, boys and girls, um, and, I, and I have witnessed that they appreciate um, someone else addressing their book. Because sometimes parents can tell the child something, mm-hmm. and the child really doesn't pay too much attention to yeah, it. But yeah. someone else can tell them, yes. say the same thing, different person, and they have conversation with them, et cetera, et cetera. Sometimes they have too much conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've dealt with that a lot and understanding that concept as I grow older. But um, I wanted to know, like, does this come from also personal, like, testimony? Was there anybody there for you when you were growing up like yeah. that? Yeah, I, I, I had older brothers, so I didn't mm. have any sisters. This is about me. Um, 
so I had a bunch of hardheads ahead of me leading me. You know, <laughs> yeah. so I didn't really, I could have utilized it, but I think that I think it still exists. The YMCA and stuff like that. We used to go to YMCA, but my older brothers mm-hmm. set the tone for my manhood. Mm. <laughs> you know, what was that like? I had perimeters. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Certain things, you know. Uh, certain, uh, you know, really religious, you know, I had really religious brothers, and then I had really um, community, I'm a, and I'm putting this light, I had a couple of gangster brothers, you know. <laughs> not community. <laughs> the, the, the heavy gangster, not the light gangster. Yeah. But, you know, I had certain uh, serious examples in front of me, mm-hmm. so it gave me a choice personally to choose which uh, structure I wanted to come into under which brother so yeah, I chose yeah. the one that were more that was more you know down to earth and more re- re- relative to me yeah yeah that's beautiful so, yeah so that's this has kind of like let me go all the way back so there was something way back there was called uh, I forget the name of it but anyway it was something from the actually Washington that had set a standard for schools mm. many, many years ago uh, having to do with um, single-parent homes and um, children that were not as, uh, I would say, having a good home life mm-hmm. training. Mm-hmm. Um, that particular uh, uh, element of our community, it exists everywhere. I see it everywhere. So yeah. we have to feel, I, I, I thought that we would have to fast forward it. I thought we would have to fill the gaps and help uh, whoever wanted to be helped. And what I'm having here, what I'm witnessing here at KFL, uh, uh, is uh, the parents appreciate it. Matter of mm-hmm. fact, you give them a, a good chance to drop the children off and go get a cup of coffee at Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> so the sessions uh, uh, run for eight weeks at a time. Mm. And then um, after that, we do like a review, and then we make a decision when we, we, we may want to start that session again on another level. Mm. You know, So a different set of uh, situations that exist in a child's life, a young boy's life in this case. And we 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 just uh, finished um, actually making plans for a girls to women mm-hmm. session. We finished that, but we don't have um, we hadn't set the date uh, t- uh, date in which we're going to actually start it. So yes, yeah, so no, Mina is excited to do yes. a lot of, with that. Yeah. Um, going back to the um, boys to men, mm-hmm. something that I've been sitting with um, just based off of a lot of things that I've been seeing on the internet and just what we've been going through. Mm. I feel like it's um, can be very um, challenging to get even get men who need the help mm-hmm. to be in these type of situations. How do you actually level with somebody who's who needs you know I guess the help or the mentorship? Yeah, so, you know, youth are not affected as heavily as adults are, if, if, if you get my drift. Mm-hmm. Youth are uh, still teachable. Mm. Uh, some youth, they listen, even though they do come from certain backgrounds, they, they listen. Mm-hmm. And when you share something with them on a 
practical and human level, mm. you know, you, you relate to them, then they, 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 they make up their mind, I can get with that. I can, yeah. I can deal with this because, you know, he's, he's speaking truth, mm. you know, and that kind of thing. So as long as, long as they can sense, because children, uh, male and female, children are very sensitive. Yes. And very. they can pick up, you know, whether or not they really actually want to spend two minutes with you. Mm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And so mm-hmm. I, I ain't going for that. You know, just, <laughs> yeah, that's, and that's what I'm asking. <clears throat> like, how does that even, yeah, it's, how it's, do you it's, get through? No, all it is, um, I mean, it, it's either it, it is or mm-hmm. it's not. Either mm. you're going to relate to them or, or it's, you're not because yeah. they, they choose their own um schedule yeah you know they change their, their own relationships so mm-hmm. to speak and so i think i think that the, just looking at uh the natural conversation that people can have between themselves and this is where i come in at um those children and adults really in the in the other work that i do the children that have not been so bombarded with the issues of the day mm-hmm and they're still kind of sort of like in their natural mode from mama. Yeah. Then those are the ones that, uh, you know, tend to give good feedback uh, because they haven't been really affected by the life so much uh, as others. Yeah. I was going to say that it really somewhat kind of depends on the um, the parents yeah, and the, the home that they're in, the upbringing, yeah. if they're going to bring them to this class. Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And, and so... You know, I, I, we 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 go from maybe six to sixteen, you know, mm-hmm. and, and number, yeah, and, and it fluctuates like the heartbeat, you know, it's mm. just like it expands, then it contracts, mm. expands, contracts. so the numbers they change, <clears throat> but uh, I always say that success is not dependent upon numbers. Yeah, success is dependent upon the quality of the individual, you know. So that's yeah. how that's how I operate. Uh, the boys to men session and um, I know that a lot of it has to do with um, who they are we had this conversation me and Amina um, earlier on one of the um, previous podcasts and we had the question that come up what was it it was uh, how do you go about treating or teaching men how to respect women Oh, that's a that's a serious. Do you have three hours? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, in so. these classes, because you know, like it, like you said, it does start from youth for a lot yeah. of things. But with this, how does it actually start in okay. these classes? You're pricking my conscience, pricking my brain. Yeah. That's what we're here they call for. It's picking the brain. <laughs> no, the way that I I uh, approach it is, I've I've had good teachers, I've had good mentors mm-hmm. uh, in my in my past, in my adult life, and also in my youth class, in my youth life like i said with my brothers they were structured but in later on i i would tie myself to uh, leaders that were highly spiritual mm. and that w- would relate things in a way that we talked about earlier and that is i can get with that kind of environment mm-hmm. okay so the key for me mm-hmm is nature mm. okay um, you know so if if I am in an environment talking to these young boys 
and one strikes up a conversation perhaps about uh, stressing about class, another one strikes up a conversation about sports, another one strikes up a conversation about this, that, or the other, then my mind begins to work on how to link all of these guys together. Mm. There's a common bond between the youth, as you know, just on a basketball, uh, basketball, football field, basketball court. They can relate. They have a language of their own. Yeah. And that's what I, I have to tie into. Mm. So in definition, this is what I was taught, in definition, there is direction. Mm. If I can define something, mm-hmm. then I can get direction out of it. Mm. For for example, there's a term in one of my other classes because I speak, I, I, I teach um, grammar, Arabic grammar, and there's a term called fitra. Fitra means original nature, mm. and mm. so if if we can just tap into their or have them to tap into their own original nature, then explain to them. Look, this is who you are by nature. You know, you mm. you're not that guy. You mm. know, whatever he uh, they were trying to get you to do, that's not in accord with your nature. Mm-hmm. So so nature dictates a lot of my conversation with these boys. You know, even be- awesome. even before religion, before this, that, or other, it's the nature. How how can I relate to to you? So again, in definition, there's direction. If I can define something. I can get direction out of it. I, I love that. That mm-hmm. is, we talk a lot about that within mm-hmm. yoga, mm-hmm. and just the your original nature, your yeah. pure self. Your, you know, there's that underneath unchanging self. Exactly. You know what I mean? So that's, that's what, another podcast. But. Yeah, that's another podcast. That's that's the part that usually is covered up. Yes. And so leaders and teachers and educators have the quest to uncover that part of themselves first, and then. Uh, those that they're sharing that knowledge with to let them see that this is not who you really are. This is who you really are. And mm-hmm. you're telling me who you are by having this conversation. Yes. Yeah. And going back to what I was saying earlier, it really um, resonates with me lately, especially how much of the true nature of specifically the black male is covered up because mm-hmm. of everything that's going on and everything that has been continuously going on. And that's a whole nother series of podcasts. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I feel like for some reason it's that specifically. Yeah, no no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um, I agree 100%. Yes, but I know that you you did just mention that you do um, other classes here at um, KFL. Mm -hmm. You have um, a I know you have the um, Arabic Mm -hmm. classes and do you have another one or is it just that one? Yeah. The Arabic class, it parlays into a, a lot of other things. Okay. Can you, you know? just tell us a little bit about that? Uh, which one? The, the Arabic class. Okay, yeah. So the Arabic, uh, actually the Arabic is the, and I'm like Amina on this one with, uh, you know, the Arabic is my baby, so to speak. <laughs> Arabic class and the, and the Tafsir class explaining. So, so this actually ties into my other hat that I wear uh, there on Terry and Central, where I am uh, the imam of the mosque there on Terry and Central, here in the middle of Paramore. Uh, so, uh, Arab, Arabic is that term that I gave you before, mm-hmm. fitra. Uh, Arabic is one of the oldest, if not the oldest, mm-hmm. languages on the planet. Mm-hmm. 
And so the book in which we read, which is the Quran, El Quran Karim, um, this book has in it what we claim to be revelatory information that has not been changed in 1450 years. Mm. So human beings, sometimes when they translate from one language to another, it loses its potency. Yeah, Languages lose their potency because human beings put their thinking into the translation. Mm -hmm. But the way that the Quran was protected is that the Arabic has never been changed. It's just that people have, tra have translated it in different watered-down methodologies. Yes. And so I, what I do is I stay with the original uh, root language of the language of Arabic, and that's where I get a lot of, uh, of my um, insights. And do you utilize that language and that insight for things other than, you yeah. know, yeah, the boys yeah. to men uh, uh, group, you know, um, you know. So, so, so here's an example. So you ask yourself: Are you go to Webster's dictionary? You go to uh, collegiate dictionaries and this, that, and the other, and you take two terms. One mm -hmm. is man, and then you have the other term woman. Mm -hmm. As I said earlier, in definition, there's direction. Yes. So based upon those. Uh, books what is the definition for man in those books mm -hmm. and what is the definition for woman in those books mm -hmm. so you, you, you will get so many different definitions and the, the words in which these words came from Latin, Greek, this kind of thing it's the watered down version mm. so what mm. I do is I go to what I perceive as the original language Mm -hmm. that has been here longer than any other language uh, other than uh, Hebrew mm -hmm. uh, when I deal with it like that and there's many of us across the United States of America that do this yeah. it's called tapsir mm. deep explanation of original language that's what it is in the, as in Arabic of um, when they say original language or it could be whatever you perceive as the original language no it's Arabic or Hebrew okay. those yeah. are the two oldest languages Latin Hebrew and Aramaic yeah mm. so 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 if we deal with the roots and the foundation I can apply that to any thing I can apply it to any skill that I have you yeah. know any any industrial kind of situation I can apply it to art mm -hmm. I can apply it to history all of that is you know interwoven into into this language language is something that conveys something it's a transit mm -hmm. you know get people to think deeper and uh, a lot of times people don't want to deal with that because yeah. they 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 uh, you tell a person to think deeply and they uh, close their eyes and they open their eyes and they seem like they've seen a ghost or something. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. They don't want to go there. <laughs> As uh, Nina says, they don't want to be woke. <laughs> they don't want to be woke. <laughs> yeah, that's woke That's woke one she's talking about. Yeah. Woke two is the other thing that's in the media. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We don't. The, yeah. Our def, The real definition, like you and said. And that's another podcast. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We got lots going on here. Um, that's really all I have today okay. for you. Is there anything that you would like to say on uh, You know, this I would just like to invite people to KFL Knowledge for Living because we see ourselves as a 360 organization, institution, 501C uh, organization that is here in the what what I call the 
the nucleus of the Paramore area. <laughs> and uh, we like to invite people to come by and just see what's going on here and kind of like have a cup of coffee and meet Amina especially. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and uh, to, to, to kind of like have that uh, interaction with the community that way. Um, you know, um, there's a saying, it says, you don't know people until you spend time with them. Mm-hmm. And so when you spend time with us and you get to know us, you, you realize there's a, there's a serious chemistry going on uh, here in uh, Paramore area at KFL, Knowledge for Living. Come see us. You said it best. So this is the Knowledge for Living podcast where we're providing guidance for a brighter tomorrow. Um, I hope that you had a great time listening. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>